Welcome back to another episode of Real Talk with Caleb. Hey, you're going to hear some different noises in the background. I'm in a deployed location right now, undisclosed. Uh, But you know the momentum must not stop. The action must not stop. Uh, So I'm going to drop another podcast. This is going to be a pretty short one. uh, And we're just going to talk about a call to action. And as we talk about uh, inclusiveness and diversity in the Air Force, that series is wrapped up. And, uh, you know, it's kind of ironic how that series started and and how we went through that series and wrapped it up right as uh, this explosion across our nation happened uh, dealing with you know racial discrimination and so out here in this deployed location um, you know there's there's not much for action that I can really do at this time I'm in uh, quarantine uh, for 14 days and uh, but I have met up with a couple of people that I've invited onto the show and we'll see if they make the decision to do that or not about what is it that we should be doing? Uh, so, I, you know, I, that other episode or series that I did, it, it raised awareness for there being an issue. It raised an awareness uh, that we need to take action, uh, but we did not get into the details of what that action should look like. Uh, and that can be very complicated. It can be very uh, hard to, you know, if some people are just at a loss on, on what to do. You know, some people might be sitting there saying, I still don't know if I fully understand that there is a problem, uh, and we'll get them on board soon. But there's other people that agree that there's a problem, but don't don't know what action to take and what type of action to take. So their only response at this point in time is a calling for higher headquarters, a calling for the Department of Defense or the Department of Air Force, in our case as airmen, uh, that there needs to be a, a, some action. We've heard you say these words, and now we need you to take action. And And there will be some lines of effort created, I'm sure, I'm positive there will be some some training, some lines of efforts, some stuff for us that are uh, that, that we can actually all get after, right? As as a group of professionals, uh, airmen, that we can get after it and and try to solve, uh, work towards solving. And I think it's a no fail. We have to solve it. Uh, discrimination in the Air Force, and and I know right now it does uh, a lot of it is focused on the ethnicity, uh, African American uh, ethnicity, because that's that's where. Uh, the problem in our nation is, but I, I want us to not forget as airmen, there's discrimination of, of multiple ethnicities and multiple sexual preferences and religious preferences. So it's discrimination of any kind that we have to snuff out. Okay. So let's not, I'm not downplaying uh, any particular aspect of what's going on in our nation right now, but I just want us as airmen to not forget uh, if we only focus on, on not discriminating against uh, African-Americans. And I think we've missed the mark, right? And I think a lot of people would agree with me on that. So but yeah, back to taking action and what does that look like? And until Department of Defense and Department of the Air Force comes out with something for all of us, uh, we should not, we will not, we must not, we cannot sit on our laurels and just wait for something to happen and, and just have conversation uh, or, or just talking points that we send out by email or uh, address in the front of the squadron of like, hey, this is, this is uh, we're going to focus on this and uh, you need to treat each other nice. You know, it's got to be more than that. There's, there's more, a lot more to it than that. We have to have action. So what does that mean and why am I talking to you? Well, and, and while we wait, right? What are you going to do in your office, your section, your flight, your squadron? Because we know that the squadron is, is the heartbeat of the Air Force, and that's where real change occurs. I don't think anybody would disagree with me that. I mean, the Department of Air Force can send out memos, they can send out guidance, and, and it could take years for that to take hold. But if we want real change and we want it to be immediate or immediately felt within our units, then we have to do it from the squadron level. So do I have the answers for you? No. Unfortunately, I don't have all the answers for you. I can tell you what I'm doing here in Q-Count. 
or in Q-Town, what I'm doing is having conversations because it's not a normal rink structure that we have out here. And, you know, we're in transition for 14 days. But what have I been doing? I've been having conversations with, with everybody, not just any one particular race, but I've been having conversations with everyone. Now, we also cannot mix uh, between the tents. Uh, we're, we're in tents at about 11 to 15 per tent. And so in an, in an effort to not have us all get sick at the same time, you know, we have to keep our distances. So if if I've been, as an example, I'm in tent one and I've been talking to people in tent two and somebody in tent two gets sick, then they knock one and two down again for another 14 days. So in an effort to not uh, hold up the war effort, if you will, uh, we're having to stay within our tents. But I've been having those conversations with, with my tent mates. And so we've been talking about what action would look like at the tactical level. And when I say tactical level, that squadron and, and the entities below that squadron, if you will. We need to have some conversation for sure. And you need to sit your teammates down and we need to have this conversation. Now, some people say these are difficult conversations and maybe it's just me and maybe the way I've always approached things. I don't I don't really see these conversations as, as all that difficult. Now, maybe that's because I've never been afraid of controversy uh, in my life growing up and then growing up in the Air Force. I've never been one to shy away from, you know, hot topics and things of that nature. So maybe that's part of it. Uh, I, I'm not sure, but so if you you do consider it a hard, do consider it a hard conversation to have. Now I think you need to ask yourself, uh, what is what is the outcome? What are the second, third order effects if I do not have this conversation? What, how are you going to be viewed as a leader? You're, you're not going to be viewed as a leader at all because if you're waiting right now. So if you're hearing this right now and you still hadn't taken action, I, I would say you're behind the power curve. You're behind uh, the time that it should have taken you to have honest, open conversation with your teammates within whatever uh, level that you're serving at right now. Uh, so, so anyway, yeah, sit, sit your teammates down and, and have that conversation. And guess what? It, I doubt you have all the answers. Heck, maybe you don't have any of the answers. But start the dialogue now. Uh, people within the team are going to help. It'll take some time, right? It's not going to happen overnight. Uh, but people on your team uh, will start to come to the table and explain how you can help, how how you, from your position of leadership, can help, how you as a teammate or a follower can help. Because we all have a part to play in this. We all have a part uh, in, in helping our Air Force uh, be the example. It's kind of embarrassing that we're not the example. Uh, you know, we have core values that no one else has. Uh, you know, they might have parts of them, but we have those core values and uh, you know the core values, integrity, first service, for self, and excellence, all we do, of course. But but at the heart of that, about being a professional airman that treats each and every one with dignity and respect. Like, that's that's what we stand for. That's what we're supposed to be doing. And now we fall short of that, of course, because now we're, we have the problem that we're talking about. But we can be the example. We, we should be the example for the rest of the world. Uh, when you look at the Air Force and the way we're organized, uh, the way that we have the camaraderie, camaraderie that we have, the family atmosphere that we have... There's no reason that we can't be the example for the Air Force. So on this call to action, what I would really love and appreciate is if, if we could capture what we're doing in our, in our units. What does action look like for you and, and what works and what didn't work and why? And let's start sharing that. I don't know if there's a, currently a platform for us to share that on, but if you're here in this podcast, then obviously you have the show notes, has my contact information that we can share it, and I can put it out on the Legendary Leaders uh, Facebook group. But yeah, I, you know, if we're, we're going to talk about being serious about this, then we're going to have to have some action. So I'd like to know, uh, you know, and it looks different for every level. You know, the group and the wing is going to look different than the squadron, the flight, the, and the section level. And and not different in the way that, uh, and what's being 
you know, talked about or discussed, but in the way that it is approached, right? There's different age groups, there's different demographics, all kind of stuff. So I'd like to know from every echelon, whatever echelon you're serving at, what does that look like as you're getting after it and, and share that information with us. It'd be great. So, uh, yeah, I don't want to ramble on about this. I don't have guests uh, to bring on the show and, and make it a, a full on better conversation yet, but we'll get to that point. And until then y'all know the deal. Keep it real.